Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Andrew P. Shea. Andy, just a quick note from our good friends at New Trail Brewery. You know that almost every week, New Trail releases one or two beers that are here now and they're gone by next week. New Trail, they're known for their hazy IPAs and double A IPAs, and they bring out new ones constantly. But they also mix in lagers and dark beer, beer and Belgian styles and much more. So ask for those beers wherever you get your New Trail and grab them while you can. And don't forget about the Whiteout beer. If you're in town this week in State College, you can stop off W.R. Hickey. They stock that whiteout beer. It'll make you very popular at your tailgate, trust me. Andy, coming off a big win for the Nittany Lions, going down to Southeast Conference territory and just completely spanked the Auburn Tigers. We are going to get to that game uh, next segment. I want to get your final takes on it. But let's get to the news first. And there were plenty of things that came out since the game. Uh, First of all, Penn State ranked 22 last week, now up to 14th in one poll, 15th in the other. Some folks I saw, they said, were overwhelmed by that game that Penn State played. Think they may even be a top 10 team. I don't think that's important. They're fine where they're at. You keep winning you'll get to where you need to be, right? Winning takes care of itself. A a friend of mine texted me after Penn State stomped on Auburn the way they did. He's like, so where do you think they go in the rankings? I'm like, 15 or 14. I said, that's looking at the landscape right now, that's where they have to be. They have a higher climb to get inside the top 10 even than they did a year ago when they, you know, got to 5-0 and and were headed to Iowa and were inside the top five and there are some similarities. This season's got some, it's got a little bit of, you know, flashback to it to 2021, but overall they're where they are. Let them stay there. Let them, you know, sort of be that second level big 10 team that is just playing some, has put together 12 quality quarters of football already. Keep doing that. And yeah, the rest will take care of itself. Lads beat Michigan, beat Ohio state. You'll be exactly where you want to be. Uh, There was another note that came from uh, James Franklin's press conference that really stuck out to me. And Andy, I think it might have a little bit to do with the fact that if you hadn't heard this, I traveled down to Auburn for the game. I got to experience it. And James Franklin essentially said there wouldn't be a whole lot more of these kind of games, these interconference games. It's not in the team's best interest uh, to risk that kind of game. And I get it. I understand. No matter what they talk about with the committee, quality of wins, quality of losses, it's very simple. You lose two games, you're not going to get there over the one-loss team. You can't keep risking these losses. But my take on it, Andy, is that's a shame. This was such a great experience for Penn State fans For the Auburn fans, it was a great event on TV, and it was even better live. 
isn't it a shame that these kind of games seem to be discouraged? In in some respects, you are right, Jimmy. It, it is outwardly a little bit of a discouragement um, from that angle. But as the conferences are changing in college football, the landscape is changing so much right now that you know the conferences look to be coming expanding and becoming bigger and. I think you're going to get those more variety games, not year over year per se, but in a like two or three year cycle, you know, you're going to get games like this inside your conference. And what James said was it, the analytics and everything tells you, you have to do whatever you can to make your conference schedule really count and, and have a chance to win your conference. And he's right. And it's kind of something that the sec has been sort of, maybe a little bit of step ahead of college footballs. They've kind of, you know, like tried to figure out how to do this. Look at Alabama's, you know, non-SEC games this year, Utah State, Louisiana Monroe, and Austin P. Same with Georgia. Now, they played Oregon, stepped on that team. They played Samford and Kent State. You see where I'm going with this. Oklahoma State, Big 12, Central Michigan, Arizona State, Arkansas Pine Bluff. There's no marquee, real marquee matchups in there. So everyone's figuring that the way the conferences are going and the way the college football playoffs is going to be in the future, that your conference and how you play inside your conference is going to mean a whole lot more. So I fully get it. I, I agree with you 100% that like, ah, eh, kind of, you know, because the last couple of weeks, let's be honest, you looked at the college football schedule and you're like, there isn't much meat on this bone, right? But that's the way it's going to be going forward because the conference schedule is going to continue to matter more and more and more. And, and programs and and James is right. Programs like his have to stay away from matchups like this. Hence the reason, what do they have? Syracuse and West Virginia are the only other power five schools outside their conference on their schedule in the next few years that, and, and maybe those have to go away. To, to be fair, Alabama played Texas, okay? And as you mentioned, Georgia played Oregon. SEC. Right, Alabama playing Texas. Texas isn't SEC yet. Someday they will be. My issue is, yes, playing in conference, you got to win your conference, or it's an advantage to win your conference. There are Penn State fans who will point out a two-loss conference winner <laughs> Penn State doesn't make it over the one loss Ohio State. Hence my point. Lose one game. Don't lose two. You're correct. Don't risk the out-of-conference game. What's happening, though, is the people who suffer are the fans of college football. Correct. Again, I know I want Penn State to make the playoffs as a fan, but I don't want to lose these kind of games that are so exciting and – Penn State-Auburn was the highest-rated game, I guess, this past weekend in college football. If you were there, you could see the Auburn fans were thrilled about having Penn State come in. They were excited about the game. And and I realize every conference is doing what's best for them, each individual team. I pointed out in another segment, Michigan has an embarrassing out-of-conference schedule. They do. It guaranteed them being 3-0. That's bad for the game. I wish there was like became a standard practice, if not a rule, that if you've got three out of conference games, the Southeast Conference gets four. You have to play at least another Power Five team or two. 
And maybe that's not perfect. There's some bad other Power 5 schools, but at least there's the opportunity of getting some respectable matchups. And second, my other desire is that when they expand the playoffs to 12 games and there will be two lost teams in this, and there'll be several, that the committee will say, hey, wait a minute, you know what? This two-loss team, though, has a nice out-of-conference win, so they'll get credit for it as opposed to just avoiding uh, losses. So let's uh, – I, I just think it's a shame, like I said, a it year ago when Auburn came to Happy Valley, it was a great experience for everyone. Uh, same thing this year going down to Auburn. Uh, other news item for this week, Andy, a fun one. Chad Powers, Penn State walk-on, <laughs> also known as Eli Manning. If you saw it, it was hilarious, Andy. I love some of the quotes. Think fast, run fast. Not just good looking. I can throw it, baby. It was fun. And as far as the team goes, that's positive publicity for the program. James Franklin, I I give him credit for being smart enough to realize it. And it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it's must-see. If you're just a football fan and like football, it's just so funny because, you know, Eli's funnier than you think, right? Like he's a little bit dry, but he's funnier than you think. The makeup job was outstanding. I mean, I really thought when he came out of the makeup and they, and stepped on the field, I was like, that does not look like Eli Manning, but it was funny because James knew, but the other coaches didn't. And they were like, this guy could kind of throw it a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, you think? So it was positive all around, and it was absolutely hilarious. I don't care where Eli went. It would have been good, but the fact that it was Penn State made it more intriguing and interesting for me just because you've been around the program and know about him and been in the building and all that. It was outstanding, and it was done earlier this year before camp. So it was new, and it wasn't you know done in like the spring and took six months to produce. It was outstanding. And I love with the the hair he had in his coat when he was getting ready to run his forty. This flow might slow me down. Yeah, my flow. <laughs> I loved it. Great, great, great stuff. And finally, one last item. Uh, James Franklin addressed a little bit, and it was talking about the redshirt rule. Players can play four games. I think it's pretty obvious, Andy. The players who we know are going to. Uh, lose their red shirt we could all name them but there are a few other players that have only played one or two games you would think in a normal situation this kind of game central michigan would be the game that they would play but i give james franklin credit this feels like he's learned a lesson a year ago he lost some depth for the uh, bowl game and he didn't want to lose a red shirt for his freshmen, or the players didn't want to lose their red shirt. So James Franklin is learning. He's got to leave a game or two for a couple of these players because he might need them later. It is. So heading into this week, and it's Central Michigan, right? So that's why this is is top of mind this week, Jimmy, because they, they, played, they still played a lot of players last week at Auburn. That's because they squished the grape, per se. They stepped on that team, and that game was over by the third quarter. So they played a lot of guys again. But it's the guys that have played two games, right? That's your decision 
That's the decision, guys, you have to make. There's three of them. It's Caden Saunders, K.J. Winston, and Cam Miller. Are those – if they play this game, then that puts them in that sort of sticky edge window. I think those are three players that they sort of have to make a decision about, red shirt or no red shirt, and that's a coaching staff decision. I think those are the three guys you have to look at this game and decide whether or not they're going to play and going to sit. That's conversations with them. That's conversations with the staff. What's the depth of the position looks like? But it's really important this week, Jimmy, for those three guys. And I think the new variable is not just did they play four games or not. It's we need to save a game or two of eligibility for them for later in the season in case of injury or anything else. That's it for quarter number one in the news. Stick around. We'll get Andy's last thoughts on Auburn. Stay tuned. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galati along with Andy Shea. Before we get started, Andy, just a reminder, it's that time of year. We're deep into it now. Football, tailgating, and no better way to tailgate than with GoPSURV.com. This is where you drive your vehicle to Happy Valley. An RV is already set up and waiting for you. And this year... KSN, Keystone Sports, we're teaming up with GoPSURV.com to offer a special deal. 
you could get $500 off your RV for select games if you just mention that you want the KSN special when you call Mark, and you do that at 800-519-8467. It's a great way to spend the weekend. Lots of fun tailgating, meet lots of fun folks. And you let them do the driving to the game. You don't have to worry about that parking hassle. All right, Andy. Um, we still have some final thoughts about this Auburn game. So much to it. So much went on. And I want to get your take. We've been most of the week talking about the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line. I'd like to get your take, though, about the defense, specifically the the rush from the PSU front. We had been saying, hey, where are those sacks? We're not seeing pressure from the defensive ends. We're not getting that push up front like we thought we were going to get from Manny Diaz. That uh, that story changed a bit in this game, didn't it? So I I, I would, yes, it, it did change in this game 100%. And we had talked about this last week that you could see, and remember, this is you know a sophomore in Chop Robinson who is played in a 3-4 last year, is now hand-in-the-ground 4-3 defensive end. And he's still kind of at the collegiate level, kind of a learning this position, but he's not having any you, – you'd see right out of the gate, like he was having what I call pocket impact. He was impacting the pocket in against Purdue, against Ohio, and he finally got home against Ohio. But you could just see that he's just getting absolutely – uh, started now it was Adisa Isaac we had a good conversation about last week where James had mentioned him in his press conference they were happy with him but he wasn't like putting up numbers and I talked about like it was a good thing that James did this and that like okay this guy's still like sort of picking up his confidence coming back from a major injury figuring some things out we're really happy where he's at and what he's doing we're we're not worried about his production coming and I'm like you know, you're going to, if they're confident, then that means that they're happy with what they've seen and what they're going to see and what they're, where he's at going forward. And then boom, he comes up with a three tackle, three TFL, one sack game. And he was flying around the football field. I said last week, you know, he will find that next level. They're confident, comfortable that he will. Well, he found it right against Auburn. And that's going to be where you can expect him to launch from going forward because he's a very talented player and confidence matters, right? Like comfortable and confident in your own skin. He was figuring it out a little bit for eight quarters and no longer is he figuring it out. Now he's out there playing and it is a big, big difference maker for Penn state with chop Robinson on one side and a comfortable and confident and productive Adisa Isaac on the other side. That's a pretty good bookend on DNs, Jimmy. It, it really is, and what I thought was interesting watching that game was James Franklin, Manny Diaz, they talk about those special plays. On offense, it's the explosive plays. On defense, it's that disruptive play. The statistics show six sacks, 11 total tackles for loss, but you saw people making uh, big-time plays. You saw it from Chop Robinson. You saw it from Abdul Carter. You yep. saw it from several of the defensive backs. You you have one of them making the uh, the hit at the quarterback. You have the other one making the interception at the other end. 
So you've got guys making plays, and that's going into this game. We always hear about Southeast Conference speed, Southeast Conference athleticism. Penn State was the one in this game with the athletes and the speed, weren't they? Absolutely. And, you know, defense, Jimmy, in this game, sort of the undertow of this game for me was all about the defense in terms of how the in terms of how Penn State's defense sort of asserted itself in this game and made itself sort of a dominant force. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you were in the stadium, it just seemed to me watching the game that Auburn's crowd was dying for its defense to do something, whether it was come up with a big sack, you know, make a play and cause a fumble, get a pick, do uh, even a sack, do something to give us something to get excited about because this is what we see their team doing, right? Like, let's see a counterpunch. Give us something to cheer about. They were dying to have something to cheer about, particularly when Penn State had the ball. They were they were looking for their defense to counterpunch, and Penn State's offensive line and the you know the way they handled themselves offensively it just simply didn't allow it to happen. And meanwhile, Penn State's defense is just absolutely running around playing like guys with their hair on fire, creating mayhem for the Auburn offense. And that really took the crowd out of the game. And I thought the way they took it out of the game was squishing them on defense and, and, and Auburn's defense not being able to counterpunch in any way. You're right, Andy. They were. It was, as we are spoiled at Penn State. Whiteout, greatest show in college football, right? Well, I'll tell you what. This was a pretty darn good show that Auburn's fans put on. And I don't typically think much of these, uh, you know, Purdue's blackout. I know Michigan's going to do a maze out. But I'll tell you what, this orange out looked pretty good. It did. Their fans were great. They were really excited. But it just never happened for them. Never happened. The team. And, you know, much credit to the Penn State players, the Penn State coaches. I want to stay with the defensive theme, though, Andy, and ask you about Manny Diaz. I was good with what happened the first couple games, but still it just seemed like this third game, finally everything clicked. And what Manny Diaz has been talking about, this idea of pressure on the quarterback, and you're going to come at him from so many different directions, and the defense did so many different things. And one item that you and I talked about a little bit we saw a 317 look, and those of us in the press box, we were looking down. We're like counting the defensive backs, Andy. Wait a minute. How many of them are out there? And it's got to be disconcerting to the opposing offense to see so many different looks. It uh, So this was the first game where you got to see the full bloom of Manny Diaz, the mad scientist, right? So against Purdue, you have to play in a box because the quarterback gets the ball out so fast. You can't go blazing and go, you know, make him your target because he will burn you. And they had to play that game in a box. Against Ohio, they didn't need to. This was the game where they knew they could. The quarterback play was going to be crucial in this game for Auburn, and Manny Diaz just went full-out mad scientist. He ran different blitz combos, different twist packages. The defensive line was coming outside and in and inside and out to get blitzers lanes. It was very exotic. He he fully revealed 
the capabilities of Abdul Carter and what he can do on as as a as an impact player, he can be used in several different ways. He had defensive linemen dropping into coverage off the ends. It was full on. There are so many ways that I can use this defense because he has so much depth and talent, particularly at, at the defensive secondary position that why the heck would I not get him seven guys on the field? Because I have nine guys who could play. So he's, he, 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 here's what I would say. He has proved that this defense, with the talent and the depth that he has, that it can be, this defense can be whatever it needs to be in order to match up with an opposition's offense. He has that capability and he's got the playmakers and the players to do it. So this defense can be a chameleon and can play a couple different, several different ways and be whatever Penn State needs it to be. And that is very, very rare, Jimmy. It is, and there's the depth and the number of players and the talent to do those things. And speaking of talent, this there's been such a talent influx on this team, Andy, and it seems like where the new guys are is exactly where the team needed help. Yep. You have you needed help at running back. You got not you got a superstar running back and another running back who's very good coming in as true freshman. You needed work at backup quarterback. You got that guy. After Jahan Dotson left, you needed a, a Mitchell Tinsley to step right in. Let's face it, when you um, lost Arnold Lee Bikiti, hey, what are they going to do there? I was very concerned about it. And you get a Chop Robinson who appears to be a player. Yes. I, I questioned both the talent and the depth at linebacker. Lo and behold, an Abdul Carter shows up. I'm a lot less concerned about that, Andy. And again, this Auburn game really showed that influx of talent and that this is a different team than it was a year ago. Even though there's the similarities of early success, I think the downfall of last year's team was this lack of depth here. They've got that plus an influx of talent where they needed it, specifically at running back. It was an influx of talent, and it's an influx of talent that is making um, – now, Mitchell Tinsley is a grad transfer, and Chop Robinson had a year of college football at, at Maryland. But pretty much everyone else are true freshmen. Even in, you know, even in the secondary, you're seeing a little bit of first-year player guys. But they're not only stepping in, but they're making an impact in their first month of college football. It's not just one guy. It's like four guys. And that is that is very, very rare and unique. You get on the field and play, hey, they're doing fine. They're contributing. These guys aren't contributing. These are difference makers on both sides of the ball. So they've really got us they had a they had an outstanding recruiting class. You're finding out that this recruiting class was not only outstanding and one of James Franklin's best, it is his best. They're difference makers. They are not just contributors. They are difference makers immediately. And that is, that is uber rare, especially on both sides of the ball to have four or five guys. It's the new players coming in as freshmen. It's the new players coming in as transfers. And I'll add in real quick, the guys coming off major injuries who we weren't yep. sure what level they could play. Adisa Isaac and PJ Mustafer are both contributing. 
Andy, that's it for quarter number two. Stick around. We're going to ask Andy in quarter number three. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands, as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching the game with friends or by the campfire, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. New Trail's Hoppy Pack is an absolute crowd pleaser. Packed with four different hoppy beers, it's sure to please everyone. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results. Located right here in State College, we specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results. Dot com or give us a call at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, and it's time for Ask Andy. This is where we take your questions for Andy, and then the best question wins the KSN Polo. If you want to submit a question for Andy, it's really easy. Download our app, Keystone Sports, and you'll see the Ask. Well, it still says Ask Ross, Andy. I got to change that. I'll get there. I promise I will. I'm not anyway, Ross, sorry. We've got you don't have to be the second Ross. You just need to be the first Andrew P. Shane. That is you ready right. for your questions, Andy? I'm ready, Jimmy. Fire right. away. All right. Let's uh well, let's start with a double question from Steve in Chicago. He starts. I, I make the big deal about this is ask Andy. And the first question is, hey Jim. How great was the stadium atmosphere at the end of the game last week? It was fantastic to hear We Are Penn State on national TV broadcast from a Southeast Conference opponent's stadium. It appeared on TV that the Penn State fans took over the stadium in the fourth quarter. Keep up the great show. And the second question is, based on Drew Aller's performance so far, do you think PSU can use this film with recruits and flip a top receiver in the 23 class to Penn State. 
Andy, before I get to the Drew Aller question, I, I just want to respond to his question about the atmosphere. Steve, you're right. It was incredible to see the Penn State fans take over in the fourth quarter. Had a lot to do with the Auburn fans hitting the road, which is understandable considering the results. But I do want to point out it was a fantastic atmosphere before the game, during the game. The Auburn fans, they showed up. They were fantastic. They were friendly to the Penn State people before the game. It was just a great, great college football atmosphere. I'm going to circle back to my discussion. There are not enough of those kind of games in college football. All right, Andy, let's get to, I'll let you handle this second question. With Drew Aller's performance, is that the kind of thing that's going to influence potential high school recruits to show up at Penn State? No. I'm going to say no, Steve, and I'm going to say no, and this is why. If you if you are a receiver recruit and you're looking at Penn State and you're saying, I need their young quarterback to get me over the edge, then you're not really looking at Penn State. Because if you look at Penn State in the last half decade and what, how they developed and how they are developing receivers at the wide receiver position these days and where they're going – when they're at a high level, Chris Godwin, KJ Hamler, Jahan Dotson, these are guys in the NFL that are having, you know, they're they're playing and contributing at the NFL level. You can see the development at this position has flipped in the last three to four years. It is outstanding development. If you want an opportunity, and Penn State has shown you have opportunity, we will develop you and give you that opportunity and we do throw the football to our wide receivers. So I just think if you need Drew Allen to put you over the top, then you aren't looking at, at what Penn State is doing at that position. And that's the only reason I say no. But he's a good reason to come. He's a, he's a guy that can sling it. I'll take the other side. I'll give you a yes, Steve, because I do think, you know, Drew Aller is a pretty good reason to show up here. Okay, let's go to Andrew in Elmer, New Jersey, who says, Hey, Andy, I got a college to pro question for you. You were talking about the wide receiver, so this fits, Andy. I watched K.J. Hamler play against the Seahawks in the Broncos' loss on week one and was surprised by how little attention he received. That seems to be the case for his short career, including his rookie season, where when he was completely healthy. What are some factors that take an electric number one receiver who was effective against elite teams like Ohio State in the college game to a number three pro receiver who gets so little love. So it's the, it, yeah, I, he's, he's not wrong. Uh, Steve, uh, excuse me, Andrew, you are not wrong. But the difference is that he is not just the fastest guy in the field, right? And and the coverage at the at the NFL level, the way he has to, work on his craft and become better at his craft as a receiver, getting off the line, getting himself open. The the speed of all of that, the the the, the box becomes really, really tight in terms of becoming a, a sort of go-to receiver in the NFL. And KJ Hamler was never a go-to receiver. He was always a complimentary NFL receiver to an offense. 
And I think he's just starting to walk into sort of that role. Like you have to learn how to, in college, you just have to be better at your game. In the NFL, you have to learn how to beat guys that are already at an elite level in their game. And you don't have to do that week to week in college. You have to do that week to week in the NFL. And you have to really work at becoming a guy that can get himself open or make himself available. And that was just being fast doesn't cut it in the NFL. And I'm not saying that KJ was just a fast guy, but just being fast, you ha- there's a lot more to it than that. And that's the development he has been working on. And you're starting to see it. I think you're starting to see it, Jimmy. Okay. I will definitely defer to your expertise on the NFL, Andy. Um, by the way, Andy's a Tampa Bay fan, for those of you I who am. don't know. Let's go to another Steve, this one from Columbia, PA, who says, So, Andy, has the offensive line improved? Granted, it was only one week, but holy smokes. And then he calls you angst-ridden agnostic Andy. <laughs> it was, that was, so, I wasn't angst-ridden, but that's a that's an interesting term. <laughs> I, I just put the expectation in the basement for them. So, have they climbed, are they climbing out of the basement in terms of what you can expect from their offensive line? Week by week, they absolutely are. That was the best performance by a Penn State offensive line since I would say the 2018 bowl game against Memphis. What do you, I, I, I have not now. It's the case of is it the offensive line ha, has gotten that much better? I don't, or are the backs that good that they're helping the offensive line? I think it's a little bit of combo of both, but I would argue that the backs are helping the offensive line a little bit more on a on a play-by-play basis when they're when they're working in the run game. These backs are really good and they're helping this line. Now, is that feeding the confidence? I start I'm starting to see Penn State's offensive linemen turn guys at the point of impact. You know what I mean? You know what I mean by that, guys. Everybody knows what I mean. That's creating the crease. The running backs are seeing the crease. Things like that were not happening. I see him starting to turn guys. I see him starting to combo block. I haven't seen combo blocks out of this offensive line effectively in two years. I saw more effective combo blocks um, last week against Auburn than I'd seen the entire 2020 season during COVID. So they're starting to do things at the next level little by little well. Are they improving? Absolutely. Are they becoming a cohesive unit? Yes. Do they still have a question and issues at right tackle? Yes. Is Clifford getting sacked? No. So does that mean are they better? They are. But my expectations started low, and they are climbing. And also, Andy, I think it's worth pointing out, I always hate when James Franklin would answer a question with, oh, it's a little bit of everybody. It's the offensive line, and it's the running backs. And Dan, Dan, but he was right. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is I want to point out Brenton Strange, the tight end, his blocking. He, he was like a superstar blocking, and yes, the offensive line was better. Yes, the running backs are better, but I'll add in the blocking by Brenton Strange also helped quite a bit. What did I say after the Purdue game? I, I, I saw it right away when I watched four quarters against Purdue. I'm like, Brenton Strange is already a much better blocker. I said that in my analysis right after the game. Like, this guy is a 
lot, got a lot better as a blocker. And turns out he's, you saw in the Auburn game, go use those tight ends. He was a weapon in that game that they used, especially with the yards after the catch, which all the receivers are doing a great job of getting yards after the catch and winning that contested spot at the catch point. They're, they're winning that more often than not. And it's, it's been a huge, huge sort of, you know, hidden, um, hidden key for Penn state is their yards after catch and what they're doing at the catch point with catching the ball and winning that first one-on-one battle. They're winning more often than not, but, yeah, Brent Strange is becoming a beast of a tight end. Okay, next up is Dan in Bell Vernon who says, with many highly rated NFL draft eligible players opting out of bowl games last year, with NIL giving elite players big money early in their college careers, do you think it comes to a point that if current NFL rules remain that um, as is, players with huge bank accounts might opt out of their third year of college football? Huh. Could I take this one first, Andy? Yeah, go ahead. That's a great question, Dan. I I'm going to say yes. About that. Yeah. I mean, we already we already saw it with COVID as the alleged reason. We had very good players leave and have fantastic NFL careers. There's a pretty good linebacker who played at Penn State, Andy. What was his name? Now playing for the Cowboys. You know like who I mean. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he so, missed his last year of eligibility, and it didn't seem to hurt his draft stock nor his NFL career. Yeah, so Dan, I, 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 I think yes, as I'm thinking about it, and I think it's more of the evolution of the the changing landscape of college football with a the transfer portal, b NIL, and c the larger power conferences. So. You know, NIL is still an infant to a degree. How and what impact that has, we're going to have to see. But could I see it? Absolutely, 100%. I could could see a a well-bankrolled NIL elite player saying, that's it, I'm done, I'm going to the NFL. Absolutely. Now, Andy, the one counterpoint to this is if they're making bank because of NIL, that's a – I think in some ways more a reason to stay and I'm not picking on Micah Parsons, but if NAL money was available to him, maybe he plays that last year because he is making money at it. I Maybe not, but yeah. I think that's the counterpoint uh, to, to Dan's point where guys, because they're making money may be the reason why they stay on the field because they'll lose the NIL money if they don't. Andy, that's it for quarter number three. Stick around quarter number four. We're going to look ahead and we're also going to name our winner. Stay tuned for that. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. 
it's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at W.R. Hickey and other craft beer retailers. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. He's Andrew P. Shea. I'm Jim Galante. We're wrapping up the show with a look ahead to Central Michigan. Before we do that, Andy, we need a winner from Ask Andy. Who do you got? It was it was Dan and Bell Vernon. That was a very interesting, a good question because it, it made me pause, and I had never really thought of it that way. So, well done, Dan. Congratulations, Dan. I'll be reaching out to you. You're the winner of the KSN Polo. Okay, Andy, it's time to look forward. Central Michigan coming to town. I think the spread's about 25 and a half points. To be honest with you, I don't really care about a scouting report on Central Michigan as I look forward. And, you know, it becomes the question as Penn State fans, what then are you looking for from this team in this game? It shouldn't be a challenge. It shouldn't be. It should be a blowout. But you can still look for things in the game. I have a couple things in my mind what I'm looking for, but I'm going to start with you. What is it you're going to be looking for? I am going to give you my first one up, but I am just going to say that I just have to give you a, a, a three-second thing on Central Michigan. They give up some points. Yes, they scored a bunch of points and had a bunch of yards against Oklahoma State early. That was after the game was competitive, and Penn State's a four-touchdown favorite. So it, it kind of feels like week two against Ohio all over again. So what I'm looking for off the top of – right off the bat, and it was what – same thing I was looking for in the Ohio game after they pulled off that, you know, big win at Purdue on on in week one. I'm looking for what I call a validation effort. And what I mean by that 
is that Penn State doesn't really have any hangover from the Auburn game. They don't have any slow start issues. They kind of step on this game and, and assert their control over this game and handle their business. That is exactly what they did in the Ohio game. I want them to play confident, comfortable, and free. They should be able to play that way, but you got to see it between the lines on Saturday. That is a validation effort. You don't have to win 77 to 6 to have a really good validation effort. You can win the game 35 7 and have a good validation effort. You know, cut down on the penalties, make your make your defense be a turnover, you know, monster, things like that. But most of all, I don't want to see any sort of lingering from the win over Auburn. And that doesn't mean you got to score 28 first quarter points. That just means you have to be playing confident, free, solid football. That is a validation effort. I'm looking for that from Penn State. That is my first, uh, you know, sort of what I'm looking for this week against the Chippewas. And I agree with that, and that might be the most important thing, and I'll just put it a little bit differently. So often, Andy, in these kind of games, this team will seem to sleepwalk through that first quarter. You know what the ultimate result's going to be, but it just takes them a while, it seems, to warm up the engine. I want to see them take control early, have that first series, even if they don't score. How about marching down the field defensively? How about getting an early three and out? Uh, turn the turn the game over real quickly to your offense, that kind of thing. And I do believe, at least offensively, the fact that there's a running game and there's confidence in that running game will make it a little bit different. I believe other times in this kind of game, the offense tried to force feed that running game. Hey, we should be able to run against Villanova or someone like this. And it turns out they still couldn't do that. So the offense uh, hesitated in the beginning. I'll give you a, another one. And this is just an ongoing through the season. I'd like, I want to make sure they continue to get Drew Aller meaningful reps, Andy. I, I go beyond that. I, I want, I would like to see Penn state, Make it so uh, James Franklin and his staff can lift Sean Clifford even earlier. And I'd like to see snaps for all four quarterbacks. The more Drew Aller, the better, right? So earlier and often doesn't hurt the quarterback, but get all four guys snaps. And and that means Penn State's taking care of its business. But I think that's a lofty goal. But I don't think it's a bad one to have for this game. I'm also going to be looking for, Andy, we talked about this a little bit in a news item, the true freshmen, the ones, let's identify who's going to play, who's going to be the green light, that they're not going to be redshirted. We know they're going to play, and we're going to identify those guys who aren't going to be a threat to their um, four-game allowance for the redshirt as, as true freshmen. And... It, it, it will be telling on those couple players. But with that said, you still want a demonstration of the depth of this team. You know, do you really need Joey Porter out there for more than a quarter? You know, I know he'll probably play more than that, but let's give that the next guy some experience. 
they're giving they're giving the next guys plenty of experience, Jimmy. And and you, you but you are right. And I say that sort of tongue in cheek, in terms of like. I don't even know what the number was, but they played a ton of guys on defense last week at Auburn. They played them through the course of the game, and then they emptied the bench for the fourth quarter, which was beautiful. You, you are, you want, you want the information that tells you, you know, some, some more about the freshmen and how they're going to work the four games and all that. Me, I don't care about that stuff. I, I really don't. I just want, I just look for the guys on the field and who's playing and what times they're playing. You know, what point in the game they're playing, what's the score. I look at that kind of stuff. You're looking for the for the freshman stuff. I'm not looking for that because I know which freshmen are not gonna um, are not gonna wor- have to worry about that and who are gonna who are being major contributors. But yeah, that that is this is a, one of those games that I said in quarter one where the coaches will have to have a plan going in, and I think you're going to be able to get what you want, Jimmy. But in terms of looking for it, I don't care. Well, and the other part to what I said, though, too, Andy, is like a P.J. Mustafer. most of the time you would expect him to play essentially the first half, maybe a series to start the third quarter. I'm thinking this is an opportunity because you do have depth that you're confident in. You know what? Let's get those other defensive tackles in in the first quarter. Let them play starter type reps we don't need to know what pj mustafer could do we already know that chop robinson he still needs reps he still needs to get used to essentially a new position he plays uh, joey porter was the other example you know how quickly could could you move on from him yep. so oh, so that's you aren't wrong that's there i'm also curious andy you and I had the discussion last week about the running back rotation, and I'm, I'm still curious how they will do this in this kind of game versus like an Auburn game. How do they divvy up those reps? Uh, remember, now, Kevon Lee, we don't know what his status is. Health-wise. Health-wise. But this is a game where we might see more of Devin Ford. We might see more Katron Allen. You could. I still think they're going to rotate the running backs, not in a pure, you know, series by series way. Um, they kind of told you, you know, Nick Singleton started against Auburn, but he still he. I don't. I know he got ten carries against Ohio. I don't know. It was like twelve, maybe against Auburn. It wasn't like an excessive number. They still are going to spread the ball around among these running backs because they're better for it. They they're, they're, they literally are better for it. Yeah, and you saw Devin Ford kind of exclusively in the fourth quarter because they're not going to play against Auburn because they're not going to play Allen and Nick Singleton because they're, they're, they're your meal makers. And, you know, Kevon Lee was banged up in that game. He came back, but he was still banged up. Yeah, you're, you're done too. So Devin Ford's like, yeah, give me the ball. I was really hoping he would score a touchdown, but I, I think that's a, I think you're going to see the rotation because they're better for it. They, they don't look like it's problematic. It doesn't right, feel he, forced either, Jimmy. No, no, it doesn't. Now let's look. I need to get your prediction and bold prediction. And Andy, you and I have talked about this off the air. I, I never bet on this kind of game. Never. Not when the spread is that crazy. 
we need to do it. So send out the prediction, but I'm more curious what's your bold prediction. So I do have a really, I do have a bold prediction. I will tell you before I'll give you a score, but I'm telling you I'm watching the linebackers in this game more than anything else. The development of this kind of group and the way Manny Diaz is bringing them along and using them is fascinating. And he's finding sort of roles for different guys and sort of playing them more. There's there's four of them that are rotating that are four of them that are rotating and playing. I'm going to be watching the linebackers in this game. I'm I'm curious to see how they keep going forward. I have my prediction. I think this is Penn State all the way. I think it's Penn State 45, Central Michigan 17, and I think at least one of those touchdowns for Central Michigan comes in the final five minutes. I like to couch that a little bit because I think Penn State can really step on this team. Um, my bold prediction, are you ready? Nick I Singleton enhances his quickly growing impressive resume with a long kickoff return for a touchdown. He's close, Ooh. Jimmy. He is <laughs> close. He he has proven he just needs a seam, and then when he step makes that step outside and starts heading down whatever sideline he's heading down, they ain't catching him, especially the guys from Central Michigan on special teams. They ain't catching him. So I'm going to go bold. I'm going to say Nick enhances his resume and gets a kickoff return for a touchdown. All right. For my prediction, I'm going to go 41-10. And for bold prediction, how many touchdowns does Drew Aller have to have, touchdown passes, for it to be considered bold, Andy? Uh, Three. All right, then that's what I'm predicting because I need to make it bold. I wasn't sure if I was going to predict two or three. So to make sure it's a bold prediction, I'm going to go three. I'm saying he gets in there early, has at least three series, and they all end up with a touchdown pass, Andy. Oh, and Jimmy. <laughs> That's bold. I, 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 I want to get some quarterback controversy talk. So just it's for the coming. fun of it. Give us something to talk about, Andy. Anyway, that is it for the show. Everyone, enjoy the game this weekend. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands, as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching the game with friends or by the campfire, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. New Trail's Hoppy Pack is an absolute crowd pleaser. Packed with four different hoppy beers, it's sure to please everyone. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with GoPSURV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with GoPSURV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, 
local information from Penn State's hometown website, statecollege.com. Trust statecollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results. Located right here in State College, we specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at techresults.com. That's T-E-K results.com. Or give us a call at 814-206-0000. 